hey, it's been kind of a crazy weekend. Everything from Carson going back to college and Allison's birthday and the snow and things and playoff football. There's a lot to talk about, and I have a big lesson that I want to share that I realized this morning, and I really think it's important, and I want to share this with you. This week on the podcast, take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. Let's get started right now. So Carson was in town for Christmas break. He had a long Christmas break. He was here from a week or so before Christmas until just this past, I mean, yesterday, Saturday, the 18th. And we had a great visit. And this time, for the first time, when he left for college, he wasn't sad. When he went back for Thanksgiving, he wasn't sad. This time, he was a little bit sad. And he was. I said, why are you sad? He said, ah, you know, it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, Dad. You know, I, I do homework, I go to class, I practice, and I study all the time. And I'm just going to, I'm getting kind of burned out on it. I said, I get it because for the first time in his life, he's really taken school seriously. He did fine in school, in high school, but he's really taken it seriously. And it's kind of burning him out a little bit. Like anybody who takes something really seriously, if you were to take something really seriously, and you probably do, sometimes you get a little bit burned out on it. But I said, this is your passion. This is your job. So go back give it 100%, it'll fly by, and I said, pretty soon your freshman year is going to be over. This is, And I told him the, the story that you and I shared when I went to Philmont Scout Ranch, and if you never heard the story, uh, I hiked through Philmont with the Boy Scouts uh, almost three years ago, two and a half years ago, and it was up and down hills all day, and we hiked for 100 and something miles over the course of 10 or 11 days, and I this thing came into my mind. I said, no hill goes up forever because sometimes you look up the trail and you just can't see the end of the hill. And you've been going uphill for a long time, maybe a mile, maybe two, maybe five. And sometimes the hill just never stops. And uh, and it occurred to me on this hike, because you have a lot of kind of solitary thinking time, I said, no hill goes up forever. No matter how that how long that hill is, eventually it levels out. Eventually it plateaus. Eventually it goes downhill, and you can kind of coast a little bit. And I think it's a great metaphor for life. I think that there's times in life that it seems like that hill is going to keep going up, but it will plateau. Whatever you're struggling with, it, whatever you're facing in your life right now, it might seem like it's never going to get better. But it will, no matter what it is. I mean, even if you lose somebody that you love, eventually things become not okay. That's not the word for it, but something that you can live with. And uh, I think that's true whether you lose a job, whether you uh, lose a football game, whether you lose somebody close to you. And I told Carson this, and you never know whether a kid is listening, whether they really are paying attention or not, but he's sitting there. He was a captive audience. So I said, you go out there and remember, no hill goes up forever. Remember Philmont? And he's like, yeah. So so there was that. He got on the plane, and then he texted later when he got home, and his roommate was back, and he loves both of his roommates. He's especially close to one. Uh, and his roommate was back, and he was glad to see him, and they got pizza, and I think he'll be okay. We went out to Benihana for dinner for Allison's birthday. tomorrow. Today, January 19th, is her birthday. She's 28 years old, and I sent her a message 
on um, a text message this morning. And I basically told her, I said, when you were a little girl, you were a lot of fun. When you were a teenager, you were always so ambitious and took things so seriously and so kind. And now that you're a professional, you're um, a wife and a businesswoman, and it's been so fun to see you grow over the years. And, and that's really true. She has been just such a delight. That's a corny word, but she's been such a delight. And I share this with you because you and I probably, you know what, if you have young kids, you're going to watch them grow. If you've got older kids or grown kids, you've seen them grow. And what a great experience that is if they turn out okay. I mean, let's hope they turn out okay. And that's one thing. Listen, if you're worried about your kids turning out okay, everybody does. I can't imagine that there's a parent anywhere that's like, you know what? I'm not worried at all. You just some you, you worry whether they're going to get a job, whether they're going to be happy, whether they're going to find a good partner. So, um, and shout out all four of my kids, Chase and Beth and Allison and Carson, because I love them so much. And happy birthday, Allison! So I want to get into this, and this would be the the um, the chapter of my book. If I were going to write another book, this chapter occurred to me today, and I want to share it with you because I think it's really a very powerful idea. And I think it's really important. Let me back up. When I was 16, I uh, had a chance to go to a community college for broadcasting school. And you could pick your course. You could take, you know, um, I don't know, criminal justice, You could, which basically meant you'd be a security guard uh, or a cop. Or you could take, um, uh, oh, I don't know, cooking, baking, daycare, all these different community college courses. I don't remember what was available. I didn't care because I just wanted to take radio and TV broadcasting. So when I got into it, uh, I didn't take school very seriously. I went to high school for one hour in the morning, took gym or English, and then I would take the bus to the other end of Colorado Springs, a 30-minute or 40-minute bus ride to the other end of Colorado Springs to Pikes Peak Community College. I had, a, I had several great teachers, but my main teacher was a guy named Don Dexter. I love fucking around in class. I had a couple of friends in that class from my high school, and we met some friends, and we loved fucking around and talking during class and screwing off and not taking it seriously. And then about two weeks, three weeks, a month, I don't remember, into the class. We were in a classroom, and he said, hey, the four of you stay after. I want to talk to you. And he gave us a lecture, and he didn't yell, but I wish to God I remembered exactly what he said because in that lecture, he made me realize this is serious. This is in high school. This is college. And and at that moment, from that moment forward, I took everything seriously. And Don Dexter was the greatest teacher. He believed in me. He supported me. He encouraged me. He recognized my interest and the potential for a little bit of talent. And he was just the chillest dude ever. He had to have been about 40 years old, and he seemed ancient to me because when you're 16, 17, 40 is ancient. And he was cool. He was a former musician. He was a video director, a film director. Um, and I read his, well, let me cut to the chase here without getting too far ahead of myself. Uh, I read his obituary. He died. And uh, I didn't realize how accomplished he was because he never bragged about how he played Carnegie Hall, how he was a drummer. He played on The Tonight Show with some bands that showed up on The Tonight Show. He was a studio musician. That means that artists would hire him to play the drums back in the day. And he was a radio teacher and a TV teacher, and he was so cool. He was always just like, hey, Dave, hey, how's it going? 
had a really kind of a deep voice, and he kind of talked a little bit like a DJ, but he he had that smoky, great, radio, deep, calm voice, and what an influence he was on me. So I grew up, and I graduated, I moved away, and I got a great job, and another great job, and another great job, and I never forgot about Don Dexter. Um, and if you want to see his picture, I'm going to put it on the Facebook page along with a connection to his obituary, because even though you don't know him, I want you to take a second, if you get time, just to look at his picture and maybe read about his accomplishments, because he never bragged. He never bragged. I moved away. I finally, about five years ago, maybe more, I found him. He was like a part-time teacher at the University of Denver in Colorado, so I called him. I got a hold of him. He sounded exactly the same, maybe a little bit more frail and old because he was probably 75 at the time. And he said, yeah, I remember you. He says, I remember some of my students, not all of them, but I definitely remember you. And I really don't doubt that he did because I think <laughs> I think of the class of people that I was in, there were probably 40 of us at the beginning of the year, maybe 30 of us by the end of the year. And of all the people who were in that class, I think three or four people actually got into radio and two of them unfortunately died. So I think that he probably does remember me anyway. So I'm on the couch this morning and for some reason, Don Dexter popped into my mind and I looked him up. I didn't know that he had died. I thought that maybe he did. I thought I'm going to check and see if Don Dexter's alive. So I looked up Don Dexter, Denver, Colorado. First thing popped up was an obituary, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it made me sad. And I told Susan, I said, my broadcasting instructor died, and, and, I, and I started getting a little bit teary. Because even though I haven't talked to him for a long time, this guy was probably more of an influence on my life than any one other person except my mom or my dad. He really was, and I've had a lot of great influences on my life. So here's the lesson in a very roundabout way. I am so glad that I called him five years ago and found him and took the time and didn't put it off for another day. He died at 80 years old. He died about a year and a half ago, last October of uh, 2018, uh, so not even a year and a half ago. And I'm so glad that I reached out to him and thanked him. And I think he remembered me, but even if he didn't, I got to thank him for changing my life. So why do I bring this up with you? Because I don't want you to put it off, whether it's your parents whether it's your gymnastics coach, your swimming coach, your soccer coach, your Cub Scout leader, your Girl Scout leader, Boy Scout, former boss, teacher, whoever it was that was a big influence on you, get a hold of them and let them know how much you appreciate them. Let them know. If not for them, then do it for yourself. Because you know who was a big influence on you. You know who changed your life. You know who made your life what it is or put your life on the path that you took today. Whether it's a partner. Hey, listen, I would give a lot of credit to Julie. Julie, as much as her and I fought and got to a point where we couldn't stand each other, Julie was a really good influence on my life for, for quite some time. Because she was no nonsense. She didn't let anybody fuck with her. Super intelligent and uh, and just a very ambitious kind of a woman. And uh, I don't think that I would say that she was among the best influences in my life, but she definitely influenced me. So get a hold of somebody, make it your goal this week. And then I want you to send me an email and tell me about it. Send me an email to Dave Ryan at KDWB.com and tell me who you got a hold of. Even if you just looked them up on LinkedIn, or maybe you found them on Facebook, everybody's on Facebook. 
find them, say, hey, you know what? You were my teacher at whatever, Cooper High School back in 1998, and you were a huge influence on me. Or you were my teacher at Woodbury High School, or you were my coach at, I don't know, whatever, Apple Valley High School in 2012, and you were a huge, get a hold of them. Then send me an email and let me know what happened, what went down, what they said, what you said. I'd be really interested to hear. Let me give a couple of shout-outs to the people who changed my life. And Dan Jackson is one of them. He was my first boss at my first real radio station, and I'm still in touch with him. And every time I see him or talk to him, not every time, I say, thank you for giving me a break. A guy named Scott Thrower was the guy who influenced me to get into mornings. I owe him such a debt of gratitude. I never wanted to get into doing morning radio until I heard Scott Thrower. He was amazing. Another guy, Chuck Finney. You don't know these people, but maybe they're listening. That's why I'm keeping it brief, because I don't want to get into too many details. You don't know who Chuck Finney is. But when he was 24, he was my boss, and he kicked ass. Best boss I've ever had at 24, 25 years old. He was so kind and warm, and he took chances, and he took things seriously, but he was so personable. Uh, there was a woman at that same radio station named Mary Ann, and she was about 30 years old. She was the general manager, and I cannot remember her name. She was the epitome of a strong, don't-fuck-with-me woman, but who was talented and compassionate. And I wish I remember her last name. I don't, because it was so long ago. Um, so shout out Mary Ann, a guy named Dave Robbins, who was my, my big boss at a radio station in Columbus, Ohio. He unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago. The guy who hired me here at KWB, a guy named Mark Bolke, who might listen to the podcast, a guy named Mark Coleman, who hired me and might listen to the podcast. And, you know, I'm going to leave out the people that I work with now because I'm not going to go over everybody that I work with now. That's too easy. But I will say, and here's an interesting thing about acknowledging people that who 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 have helped you along the way do you feel like you have helped people along the way and they didn't appreciate it and i think that's one of the things that kind of is eaten at me is that i've helped a lot of people along the way and there are so many who just don't acknowledge it and i've said this before we've talked about this kind of as a recurring theme you know when you've helped somebody and they don't have to kiss your ass they don't have to like be indebted to you for the rest of their lives but for them to never acknowledge it. I'll give a shout-out right now to Dylan, who used to be on my show. And he is now a program director in uh, Colorado Springs, my hometown, coincidentally. And he thanks me when he gets a chance. Thanks for taking a chance on me. Intern John says the same thing. Mackenzie Kramer, she was an intern on our show five years ago or so. And then she is so ambitious and so talented and so outgoing, she now does a night show at a radio station in Chicago. And she has thanked me a few times, too. So that feels really good. So I want to tell you, as someone who has been thanked, how good it feels. End of that discussion. Let's talk about something else. I got some emails that I want to read to you. Uh, let me pull one of these up right now. Hold on one second. Uh, and thanks to the, for the emails to um, Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. One of them is this one, and let me open it up here. I got like three screens open. This is from Denise, and it says, Idea for Dave's Podcast. She says, Hi, first, I'm a huge fan of the show and of your podcast. Please do not decrease the time of the Minnesota goodbye. I listen every day on my way home from work. I have an idea for Dave's Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything podcast. Life lessons from a healthcare expert who has seen it all. I have a great person in mind if you're interested, and his name is Matt. He's an executive director administrator of a local outpatient therapy and pain management clinic. You could talk about 
Everything from wearing a helmet while riding a motorcycle, I do, common things people do that affect their health in the long run, conversations surrounding customer service in the healthcare industry, think immediate relief versus long-lasting results. Um, you know, I appreciate the idea. I don't know that it's perfect for my podcast, but I do love the idea that you send something in, and I totally appreciate that. I will think about it, um, but I think that one thing that I really love about that, Denise, is that there are consequences to bad choices in our health. And I don't like that. I don't like people say that, you, and we've been over this ground before, so I'm not going to get into it, that you can be healthy at any weight, that it's perfectly fine to be 200 pounds overweight, and uh, it, I just don't like it. I don't want you to die young. I don't want I don't want your daughter to be told it's okay to be 200 pounds overweight. I don't want your son to be told it's okay to look any way you want to. We see a guy who's morbidly obese and we ought, we we make jokes. We go, "Well, he's due for a heart attack anytime or he's due for a stroke or at, at any time." Um I want your I want your people to live for a very long time. And the idea that you can do anything you want, smoking, uh, eating salt, everything, fat, everything, no vegetables, everything, uh, never exercise and still live a healthy life. It's such bullshit. And we all know it, even though it's very popular to believe what's not true. When did our culture start to believe things that are not true as a fact? And that is a subject for another day. I'm going to wrap up with an email from somebody named Jem, J E M. Now, if I say Jem, Will you picture a man or a woman? I pictured a woman. I thought it was like Jem. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was. So I got an email from this guy, Jem, and once in a while, I'll hear from him on social media, and he sent me an email. He says, Dave, I'm going to poke fun at you to break the ice. You read my, you read my email a while ago, and you keep thinking I'm a girl. I am not mad, but Jem is British for Jeremy, so I am, in fact, a man. All right. He says, you continuously ask for emails. I'm not a big talker when it's one-sided, but what the hell, here I go. I noted you didn't have a podcast last week, but I chalk this up to the fact that you don't like putting out content unless it's quality. A hunch that you just backed up while listening to the Minnesota Vikings fans podcast. I honestly not sure what that refers to, to tell you the truth. I personally don't agree with this. If you fill 10 or 15 minutes of podcast time to ramble, then ramble. People tune in to hear you. I tune in to hear you. Just tell us about your week. We're your fans, or at least I know I am. Fans coming from Fanatic, I would be absolutely fanatical if I ever met you, and hearing about your week makes you seem a little more approachable and less godlike that you often find with celebrities who have fans that often wonder about them. Uh, Jim, I'm going to pause right there and say that anybody finds me godlike, that's so odd to me. However, I get it. I do only because I have been exactly where you are. And I used to listen to people on the radio when I was not on the radio who were godlike to me. And I totally get it. I understand. I don't think of myself as anything like that. I'm Dave that grew up on a dirt road and wore my brother's hand-me-downs and never went on a trip anywhere except Montana uh, my entire life until I was about 18 years old. So... I don't see it that way, but I understand how that can happen. So, I've always thought it would be fun to be on your podcast with you, 
but hold it at B-dubs because I have to uh, assume it's a favorite place for you to eat, and the idea of inviting somebody into my house is just too daunting for me. My last email, I talked about the podcast Changing Directions and took this off your idea to have your fans introduce the dirt. What if your fans also met you in public and just talked to you? This would give another window into the illusion that we are there with you, referring to the fact that I said you talk like the dad we all love. I remember that. That's very sweet. Uh, Let me just say that I often enjoy the numerous interactions I've had with you through social media. When I went to Brown College back in 2000, when it was still reputable for broadcasting, they're closed now. You were this larger-than-life name, and I'm glad you try and make yourself approachable, approachable, but I have no doubt that I would be anxious to actually meet you in real life. I don't know where I'm going with this and probably won't even proofread this against my better judgment out of fear that I will delete it totally. Uh, Like every communication I've ever had with you, if you ever find yourself in the area and need a well-cooked meal instead of something from a restaurant, feel free to drop me a line. Um, That is from Jim J. Hamilton, Hospitality Management Program, Southwest Minnesota State University, Culinary Management and Small Events Planning and Coordinating 2020. Jim, I love your email. Thank you so much. Um, I would love to meet people and do a podcast with them and go to Buffalo Wild Wings. But every time I put that offer out there, I really don't get a response. Whenever I say, hey, I'd love to come to your house and or I'd love to, you know what, maybe we could meet at a Buffalo Wild Wings and, you know, go in the back room and and record a podcast. I'd be down for that. Let's try it. If you are listening to the show right now and you think you have some interesting stories to tell, some interesting life lessons or some interesting things or maybe something really interesting is going on in your life right now and you're learning from it or something happened to you five years ago or 18 years ago and you want to share that lesson, send me an email to Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. I'll drive across town. We'll meet down at Applebee's. We'll meet at Buffalo Wild Wings. We'll meet during a quiet time of the afternoon, maybe 2 o'clock when there's nobody there. We'll get a booth. We'll sit there. We'll record the podcast. I don't think anybody would mind. Actually, that might be kind of fun. If I'm going to go do a podcast at Buffalo Wild Wings, just imagine, that'd be kind of fun to have people watching. Don't you think? All right, let's do it. Send me an email to Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. Tell me where you live, what's a restaurant close to your house, and God damn it, we will meet there and we will do a podcast. The only caveat is you got to have some stories because I've had people on the show before for Fallon for a day and they're like, I've got some great stories. Really? What is your great story? Oh, my mom and I love to bake. And what else? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, I've been baking with my mom for a really long time. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> We've actually had that happen before. I love to bake. No, I need some stories. They need to be like, I don't know, like powerful lessons about something that you did or something that you failed spectacularly at. Maybe you moved to another state for a relationship and it was terrible and you ended up cheating and they ended up cheating or they were they lied about everything or maybe you uh, got a job and you loved it and then you got fired but you learned something. So uh, as long as it's not my mom and I love to bake, then let me know. Send me an email, will you? Okay, doing two things this week. Here's your homework. Number one, send somebody an email. Get on Facebook and tell that person who influenced your life, changed your life, that you appreciate what they did. You'll feel great, and they will feel great too. Secondly, if you want to meet at Buffalo Wild Wings or you want to meet at Pittsburgh Blue or you want to meet at the food court, let's do it. We can totally do it. Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. Okay, uh, this podcast is... Uh, dedicated to the memory of my old broadcasting teacher, Don Dexter. Go online. We have a Facebook page. 
uh, take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything, and read about Don Dexter if you get a chance. I know you don't know him, but you can see how somebody like that had such a full life, and then at the not at the end of his life, but in the middle of his life, he did a lot of this stuff before he was even 40 years old. By the time he was 40, he was teaching broadcasting and doing a part-time radio job. So I dedicate this show to the memory of Don Dexter. Check out our Facebook page. Send emails to, what's the address? I've said it seven times during this podcast, Dave Ryan at kdwb.com. Hey, it's all based on the book. The book is called Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. And it's all about life lessons and things we can learn, not from me, but from observing other people. Well, some of them are from me and my mistakes, but also some are from you. Uh, and there's a Kindle version that you can download. And I think that's about it. Thanks for listening this week. Have a great week, and I appreciate you. And thanks for listening to Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything.